Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, the topic is, what is freedom? What is freedom? And this is going to be a sermon message. I think that's critical to hear today. And if you have your Bibles with you, or if you have a, a Bible app, um, I'm going to be reading from this section, the King James Version, 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 2. And this is going to be learning how to put your trust in God, which brings freedom. And we're going to discuss that today. Okay, so in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 2, King James Version, you can read whatever version you have. Verse 15, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. Verse 2, And he went out to meet Azah, and said unto him, Hear me, Azah, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you, while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. And freedom comes from serving God. God's there, but we have to reach out. Because um, he doesn't force anyone to serve him. And if you want freedom, freedom comes through obeying God, humbling yourself as a child and coming to God and receiving the gifts he has. But if you want to be arrogant and prideful and boastful, not going to happen. You, As I've said many, many times, you can listen to most of the, the messages I give, sermons. And it'll be in there. You always hear that. That that's what we have to do. And if you go to say, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, 1 through 2. and It speaks about having to humble yourself. And he said the world. Right. This is Paul writing that. And he said the world thinks it foolishness. To serve God. It's foolishness to them. And really, it's foolishness not to, because there's a uh, proverb that says that anyone who says there's no God is a fool, you know, and you don't want to be a fool to God. It's a very serious thing. James chapter 4, verses 6 through 10, again, King James Version. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Verse 7, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Remember, if there's a God, there's an opposite, there's a devil, there's a heaven, and there's a hell. Whether you want to believe it or not, it doesn't matter, facts are still there. You can believe um, that if you want to go from Florida to New York Strait, you got to go I-95, right? Or you can believe not that that's the way to go and go your own way. That doesn't mean you're going to get there. And if you do happen to get there, you're going to take the long way when you can go straight. Because when you follow directions, as God gives us directions, then you get to where you need to go. And you get there in less of time with less hassle and problems. Not that serving God doesn't come with problems, because it does. That's just part of it. But it's worth it 
So when the end of your life, whenever that may be, you'll have heaven. And most of all, you have God. In verse 8, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So it says, get away from all that. You know, Cleanse yourself from that. Um, stop being double-minded and turn to God. Verse 9, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. And this is because, you know, because of sin. And then verse 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. None of this is rocket science. Um, you know, and uh, not to put anyone down, but it's not a difficult thing. God has made the word fairly simple. The language may be a little difficult, but now we have um, many modern versions, and you have to be careful of the versions. And I always suggest the Living Bible, the NIV, or the English Standard Version. Uh, they stay pretty much within the lines. And uh, you can... Uh, You'll be able to understand the Bible and to do what you need to do. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth should not serve sin. So we must become crucified as he is. And somebody said, what is being crucified? Crucified was a Roman... Uh, back in the Roman days, that was the way of, of torture. They they found and created one of the most horrific ways to be tortured and to die. And they would do that and do it publicly for all to see, to let everybody know if you don't uh, fall in line what we say is what's going to happen to you. And it was a very horrific death. And that is when they, uh, they nail you to a cross and your hands and feet. And then they make it to where... Um, you have to hold yourself up to breathe when they put you on this wooden cross. Uh, and that's plus after being whipped and beaten. So you're already weak and everything. And then they do that to you. So you feel the nails are going through your bones and everything else. And the pain of it is horrific. Besides being whipped and beaten. And when they whip you, they whip you with a thing called the cat of nine tails, what they came up with. So when the whip would go in would hit you, the, they would put at the ends uh, pieces of metal shards and bone shards and stuff, so when it would hit you, it would rip skin when they pulled it back. And so that's why, you know, so you lose a lot of blood, you're very weak, and you're on the way to death anyways, and then you're having to carry the cross up a hill to go to the high hill, then they nail, nail you on, or then they put you where you have to hold yourself up to breathe, which is horrific, and then eventually, if you still haven't died, they'll break your legs so you'll suffocate because you can't hold yourself up any longer. That's what cru crucifixion is. And so what this verse is saying is that we have to crucify ourselves. I mean, put that flesh away and, and keep fighting it daily. You know, the more you do it, 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 it starts to become easier, but there's times when you still got to fight it. It's just a daily routine. But you have to do this of its uh, discipline, disciplining yourself in God. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Uh, again, the King James Version. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, not I, but Christ liveth in me. 
and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's pretty self-explanatory. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and through 9. King James Version. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves it is a gift of God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 29. The, the New International Version, or the NIV. Okay, it's judging others. Do not, verse 7, I mean, uh, verse 1. Do not judge or you too will be judged, for in the same way you, you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So what it's saying is, don't make yourself like a God, like God trying to say, oh, this person is so bad, and this and that, when you don't even look at yourself first. Look at yourself first and see where you're at. You know, Make sure you're where you need to be, that if you see someone who's doing wrong, you need to tell them about the gospel if they don't know the gospel. And if they claim to be a Christian, you need to remind them of the gospel and what it stands for. And what is the gospel? The gospel is realizing you you broke in God's moral light, lying, stealing. We've all done that even as a child. If you, if, if you borrowed a paper clip and you didn't bring it back, you stole. It don't matter how long ago it is because... Uh, Time doesn't matter to God, and God's moral is so high, it doesn't matter the worth of whatever you took or borrowed. So, even a rubber band, anything, you found a pen, you didn't return it, you stole it. It's just how it is, you know? So, we're all guilty. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, we've already committed adultery in our hearts. Have you ever hated anyone? According to Jesus, if we hate somebody, we've already have committed murder in our hearts. You see how it is? God's standards are so high. That's why Jesus came because we couldn't keep it. So he was the one-time sacrifice. But just know, no one's good enough. If you don't have Christ, you cannot make it to heaven because you've got to have Jesus Christ repent, asking God for forgiveness, and then putting your trust in Jesus Christ alone and turning from the past, turning from your wicked ways, Turning from sin, because we're all guilty, myself included. Because I'm a number one wretched sinner, saved by the grace of God. And then turning in from that day, once you put your trust in Christ like a parachute, where if you're in a plane about to crash, and some people may be drunk on the plane and don't, don't seem to care about that they're going to die, but you got a parachute, and you're going to hold on to it, and don't care what anybody says, or if anybody laughs, because that's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come because we're all going to be judged and if you die without christ you're immediately plunged into hell you'll wake up you're, you'll lift up your eyes in a burning hell of torture for the rejection of god he um and you'll have the memory of all the times you could have come to christ you heard christ you just didn't care and then you got an eternity to think about it while you're being tortured You'll have a special spiritual body that cannot be consumed or will not deteriorate or anything. It'll just burn and you'll feel pain and you'll be tortured by demonic beings in there. And that's just how it's going to be. Don't matter whether you believe it or not, it is what it is. Did you know Jesus talked more about hell than he did about heaven? You know, because he was warning people. 
Verse 3, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pray, pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Verse 4, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? Verse 5, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your, your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Verse 6, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they, they may trample them under your, their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So in other words, uh, for those who reject God and don't want to hear it, then just walk away and keep trying to minister to those who do want to hear it. You know, because in the end, when when they die, whatever that may be, and we're all going to die, um, once they lift her up in their eyes in hell, they're going to wish they had listened and wish they had done something about it instead of just re rejecting it. Um, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So, if we seek, we'll find him. He's there, but we've got to make the move. He's getting, he has the gospel on television, radio, the internet, social media, uh, Bibles, uh, digital Bibles, you know, regular book Bibles. Um, there's gospel tracks where people hand out for you to, to listen to it. Um, it's every, you know, God will give it, get it to you. And uh, especially in America, the majority of people have heard. But we also must seek God. Because if you look around you, something created this world, Right. Something created the buildings that we go into, whether it's a house or some tall building we go into and buy things or work in or whatever. There had to be a creator of that. Somebody designed that building and then built it so there was a builder. Just like a painting. There had to be a painter to be a painting. Well, some somebody made this world. It just didn't pop up with a lie that they've been pushing for a long time. Uh, since the 1800s and probably longer than that, but they've been pushing a lie that there's no God, uh, that we all came from monkeys or apes, whatever, and we were cavemen and all that, which is evolution, and it's a lie. And there's, it's never been proven. It's a theory, but they teach theory as it's fact, and it's not. Never been proven. Never will be proven. You know, and it said that we came from an amoeba and all this kind of stuff. A little, you know, then from there to a a fish and to a frog and then to a half human frog person and then does that make any sense to you it takes more faith to believe in that than it does in the bible because the bible is simple you know if you actually want to apply it to your life and you want to really learn truth so when you have all these people because why did they come up with this because they because people want to be their own god they don't want no one Telling them what to do. But in the end, we all got to listen to something. There's laws and stuff for a reason to keep people from destroying themselves. And if we don't if we don't serve God, we will destroy ourselves, even with all that. 
It's because we'll do things that are not not good for us. And then why do you think there's so much suicide now? Because because you have people that hate God want to remove God from all society, and therefore you have people. Uh, they may have everything. They may have lots of money and stuff or whatever, but they're not happy because they need God. The only thing that's going to fill that true happiness part in our uh, selves is that our spirit comes from God, and that's Jesus Christ. There's a lot of gods out there, but that Jesus is the only one that's going to fill the void that we have. You know. But the thing is, we must understand that we've sinned to a holy God. You know, uh, we've called God in bad names and stuff. Well, that's uh, that's using God's name in vain or using God's name as a cuss word. Would you use your mother's name as a cuss word or somebody you look up to? You know, I know some people hate their mothers or whatever. Maybe so, but that's not the norm. And this is what we have to look at. The narrow gate and the wide gate. And it's continuing, uh, verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. Verse 14. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a, new, a few find it. True and false prophets. Verse 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly... They are ferocious wolves. Verse 16. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs or thistles? Verse 17. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Verse 18. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Verse 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 20, thus by their fruit you will recognize them. So we just got through learning about not judging, but this type of judgment is different. It's to know who we're dealing with. You'll look at the fruits. Oh, if they're doing all this, there's no way. Right? So that way, if they're claiming Christ, but the fruit's not there, then you can... Try to work with them to lead them back to Christ. Or if they don't know Christ, good time to witness. You know, when that door opens, you witness. Or you make that door open. You know, um, strike up a conversation with people. True and false disciples, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons in your name, perform many miracles? Verse 23, Then I will tell them plainly, this is Jesus saying, I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers or wicked. It's kind of like a lot of people want to go their own way. It's kind of like someone... Uh, you hear a knock at the door of your house or apartment, whatever, and you open the door to somebody with a suitcase saying, I've decided that I'm going to live here from now on. What are you going to tell them? More likely to say, 
I don't know you get away from here you know or, or leave just like Christ did because you don't know them it's the same thing you want to go to heaven the way you want to or that's the way you think so you're just going to tell Jesus well I'm coming here to live even though I don't deserve it uh -uh. it doesn't work that way it don't work the way down here it doesn't work the way there either right because um because you got to go down the straight the straight gate not the wide gate doing whatever you want to you got to go Jesus way because God remember is exclusive not inclusive you got to go the way he says there's no a bunch of different roads to heaven and to God no there's one way and that's his way and it don't matter if you like it or not God is God he's the creator of the universe he's the judge of the universe he's holy and righteous and we're not the wise and foolish builders verse 24 therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock verse 25 the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock verse 26 but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand verse 27 the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash verse 28 when Jesus had finished saying these things the crowds were amazed at his teaching verse 29 because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law and here's how we need to come Luke chapter 18 and this is New Testament Luke chapter 18 verse 9 through 14 and it's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector or um, the religious leader and the tax collector and this is the new international version the modern language verse 9 to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else Jesus told this parable in other words most we are all self-righteous and arrogant and prideful even though we don't think we are but we actually are and you have people say well I'm not like that and they're thinking to go to heaven because they're going their own way. They're not going God's way. Um, the, the Old Testament says, the book of Jeremiah says, the heart is desperately wicked who can know it. Okay, so verse 10. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Verse 11. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people robbers evildoers adulterers or even like this tax collector verse 12 i fast twice a week and give a tenth of all i get verse 13 but the tax collector stood at a distance he would not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said god have mercy on me a sinner and verse 14 and this is what jesus says i tell you that this man rather than the other went home justified before God for all those who exalt themselves will be humble and those who humble themselves will be exalted you see that's the problem you know we want to have treasures in here 
and make a lot of money and all this kind of stuff or whatever and do good for the family. I'm um, in a way that's okay, but not if it's taking the place of God. Because once you once you reach the pinnacle of whatever, you're never going to be satisfied. It takes God to be satisfied, and then who are you going to run over to get to where you need to be? You know, not that everybody does that, but don't think just because because we meet the standards of the world of being a good person that everything is great and God's going to accept us. No. Our standard, the world standard, is so low compared to God. There's no way. You can't earn it. Just like we already um, had that scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. It's a free gift. Not that anyone should boast. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. It's a gift. But you got to come God's way and humble yourself as a child. Are you a good person? Let's see. Have you ever lied? It don't matter if it was in the past when you were young. It don't matter what I just said now. It was in the past. We all have lied in one way or another. Or try not to hurt somebody's feelings. It's still a lie. White lie, whatever. A lie is a lie. Right? So what does that make you? A liar. What does that make me? A liar when I was doing that. Um, have, you, uh, have you ever stolen anything? That means a paperclip, a rubber band, picked a pen. Borrowed something, didn't bring it back, don't matter how expensive it is, doesn't matter. Because remember, God's standards is higher than our standards. So, if you have what he calls one who steals, a thief, have you looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, we've already committed adultery in our hearts. We've all looked at another person with lust. Um, have we made another God? Yes. We all have a God in our minds that we've made that's okay with everything we do and makes us feel good that what we're doing is okay. That's having a God that we've created in our mind. So we've broken that one too. Do you see how it works? Um, have you ever wanted what somebody else had? That's called coveting. That's another one. Do you keep the Sabbath to make it holy? And that's another one. You see how it is? None of us can keep God's commandments. That's why Jesus came. He came. He preached the gospel of how to get to heaven by repentance and putting their trust in him, in Christ alone. Um, then he allowed himself to be beaten with that whips I was describing. And then he put him on the cross. And right before he died, he said, it is finished, which meant the price for our sins have been paid. You see, we're all guilty before God. And you can fool yourself in thinking that that's not so. Or you can say, well, I don't believe in God. It doesn't matter. God doesn't believe in atheists. See, it doesn't matter what you believe. Don't you want to get facts instead of believing what other... Because I have people tell me all the time, well, man made the Bible. No, it was... Men inspired by God who wrote down those words. But remember, when you go to school, who wrote those books that they teach out of? Man. How come you accept all that? They're teaching you there's no God. Really? How do you know? They can't give you proof. It's just what they believe. And then you have to use millions of years to cover everything up because they know it doesn't make sense. Yet they choose to believe it. Why? Why? Because they don't want to believe in God because they don't want to do 
what he wants them to do. They want to do whatever they feel like doing. And somehow, some way, they're going to make it to heaven, and that's false. So I challenge you to read the Bible. Get it out and start in the, the New Testament book of John. Read that. Talk about something that'll blow your mind. That'll blow your mind. It'll make you think. And after you listen to this message, when you're laying, when you lay your head down tonight, I pray that God just, you know, works on your mind and your heart. Whether you're saved or unsaved, if you're saved, to make sure you're where you need to be. And if you're not saved, you need to repent. That is the answer. If you want an answer to all of life problems, is there. The Bible has the answer to all the problems we need is found there. So, now we've realized we're guilty, prefer God. So if you were to die by the standards we just gave to God, that God expects from us, by those standards, would you be would you be guilty or innocent? And would you go to heaven or hell? You would be guilty and you would be on your way to hell. That's why in that that uh, make uh, makes it be horrified. I don't want no one to experience what is in hell for an eternity. I want you to experience what's in heaven for an eternity to be with God to be with Jesus Christ the one who loves us so much he was willing to be the one time sacrifice and go through all that he did so what do you do you need to repent ask God for forgiveness and then take the trust you have in yourself and put it in Christ alone as you would a parachute that's going to save you from the jump to come, Jesus is going to save you from the judgment to come and then start reading the Bible daily without fail and do what it says because that's going to change your life and it's, it's going to keep you from doing the wrong things. It may cost you, most of the time it will, but it's worth it. It ain't an easy road. I'm not going to paint it like it is. It's not. But it's worth it. So, let's pray. For those who are listening and um, you need a little encouragement or whatever, uh, just pray, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I, I'm sorry that I'm a sinner. I broke your commandments. I turn now away from that and I put my trust in you alone, Jesus. And from, from this day forward, I will serve you you're my lord my master my everything i humble myself before you in jesus name but not just saying something but doing it we're going to fail if you fail you ask for forgiveness and you keep going then find a good bible believing church that's good who actually teaches the word of god i can't even recommend any at this point i mean there are some um like california there's there's some you know um, I'm sure there's some everywhere, but I just don't know from personal experience. I've, I'm starting to realize that a lot of the churches, unfortunately, have failed. But they are good Bible-believing churches. Just find one. Ask God to help you. You know, do some research in it. It's there because in Hebrews 10.25, the New Testament, it says, Do not forsake yourselves of the assemblings together, as some do. And that's King James Version. But it says, don't forsake gathering together, which is church, because you have all the different strengths that are in it when you're with other 
Christians that keeps you strong and motivated, you know, and you can ask for help and learn and grow and go to Bible studies and hear the preaching. Um, because in uh, Romans chapter uh, 13, 13 four, and 14, it talks about uh, hearing a preacher. How can they know, know the gospel if there's not a preacher? So preaching is important. So I would suggest you do that and do it right away now. Let me give you some resources. First, I'm going to give you some scripture to help you. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, King James Version. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, King James Version. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Hebrews chapter 10, 31, King James Version. It is a... It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And that's a fact. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. James chapter 2 verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10 and 13. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, 13. It can use verse that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised you from the dead, that the God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Uh, 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesseth the man of salvation. 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, there's a scripture that help you. I know I did them kind of fast. You could also go uh, go and look at it. Um, if you want to reach us by email with questions or if you need a Bible or something, uh, you can go to BibleEducationInstitute at gmail.com. Our website is all lowercase Bible-Education-Institute.Webnode.com. And another thing that's going on, that's been going on now, it's called the 100-Day Plan American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. And it's on every day for about, from it could be from 9 minutes to, to 12 minutes or whatever. It's really good. And uh, he gives a lot of inspiration with a campfire behind him. And he's been going over our founding fathers and how America has become great, that we need revival and how to get revival. It's fantastic. It's on Facebook Live every day. It's usually somewhere on 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's in California, so it's a three-hour difference, Pacific time. <clears throat> but uh, you can go on there and look, or just go to his Facebook and just click on there so you can get a notification. And then also you can find it on uh, YouTube every day. Just look for Kirk, uh, just, just put an American Campfire Revival on YouTube, and it'll pop it up, and then you can follow it. Uh, it's really good. Okay. Now, if you need Bibles, you can always go to A Books, Thrift Books, or Amazon, or any of the other ones. You get new or used Bibles, whatever. Um, if you and, and this podcast, I put it on podcast platforms and YouTube. So you, the platforms for podcasting is Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And uh, here's another uh, resource that's good: TCT. You can uh, just put it in your search engine and put TCT Network and it'll pop it up and you can watch on demand videos and you can watch it live too. 
But uh, the, the two things that really good that are really good that help you is faith and history with William Federer and ancient Jewish wit, Jewish wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And then you can watch on YouTube and go to the website Living Waters with Ray Comfort LivingWaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham Answers in Genesis.org. And they're all and yeah, they're all on YouTube also. And Well Builders with David Martin, wellbuilders.com, Dr. Walter Martin, and waltermartin.com. You can watch on YouTube, 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill, Bill Wise. It's short, but it's powerful. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please please click and subscribe. Hit the bell so you get your notifications when I will put some of this on there. I have some other videos. Eventually, I'll go back to doing, uh, on like, you know, recorded videos instead of just a pot um just the audio version, but for right now, I'm just doing that. And donations are appreciated. You can go below the YouTube or the podcast there and read, and it'll give you the information if you would like to do that. So, do this and do it now. Get Don't wait. Because you may, you may be dead by the day. You know, you don't know when, nobody knows when we're going to die. So, You need to do this quickly, hurriedly. I'm, I'm trying to get you to, to do what's right and, and do this, you know. And if you don't want to do it, at least seek God now and ask God and he will show you. Because this is nothing to play with. It's important. So, till the next time, God bless.